Hello. 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 How are you? I'm fantastic. Um, nice. And highly favored. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. And a blessed Palm Sunday to you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I didn't know that we were like starting off in full church, high church mode. Yeah. You know, it is Palm Sunday. So it is Palm Sunday. It is the beginning of Holy Week, although it absolutely does not feel like I don't. I was actually thinking about this on my walk today. I was like, it doesn't feel like Palm Sunday. And then I was, I mean, this is all to myself, of course. I was like, but then I was like, I don't necessarily even know like what Palm Sunday feels like. Like it's not like Christmas, but like it just doesn't feel like there's. Yeah, it's very strange to not be. Yeah, growing up, I would, you know, be in a church somewhere with palms, like, mm-hmm. strewn about in various mm-hmm. places and over doorways and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. but there's a definite, like, feel. It's kind of weird because um, we were watching church today. Mm-hmm. And um, the pastor's like, yeah, you know, it's Palm Sunday. And the next week is Easter, you know, Resurrection Sunday. And, you know, Easter Sunday. And Vanessa looked over and she's like, Next week is Easter, and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> Does she not know the- <laughs> if today is Palm Sunday? <laughs> right, but I guess like not not knowing that the two are like a week away, but just like like for real, like Easter, like really, like a week away. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, yes, coming upon us, and at the end of next week, it will be an entire month for me of self-isolating mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah it's crazy right so yeah it's yeah. if it's just all oh, it's a topsy-turvy world that we're living in and it's it is weird that it's all I mean because you know obviously this sort of thing could happen you know anytime during the year so it's just interesting that it's coinciding with holy week both for Christians and for uh, Jews um beginning on Wednesday is pass Wednesday night is Passover. Mm-hmm. Um, so that eight night celebration begins on Wednesday. And so, yeah, it's just, you know, and I mean, all of these are like, all of these are high holidays that involve like gatherings and food and congregational, you know, recognition of, you know, all these things. So it's just so, so strange, like just a- across the board that it's all sort of happening in or that this is all happening in this particular time of the year. Yeah. Oh, uh, so. What news do you have for us? Oh, let's see. So many things. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, let me see. Well, the first news article that I saw today I thought was so interesting. Oh, here it is. Um, out of, it's, and it's on several different sites. I'm reading off of uh, abcnews.com. Um by uh this is dateline today and it's by matthew mosk and it's the headline says george w bush in 2005 says 
if we wait for a pandemic to appear, it will be too late to prepare. Have you seen this? I saw the um, earlier, but I didn't see the, yeah. It's very interesting. I won't read the whole thing because it's a pretty long article, but um, essentially I'll just um, read a, a few of the paragraphs. It says, in the summer of 2005, President George W. Bush was on vacation at his ranch in Crawford, Texas, when he began flipping through an advanced reading copy of a new book about the 1918 flu pandemic. He couldn't put it down. When he returned to Washington, he called his top Homeland Security advisor into the Oval Office and gave her um, the galley of historian John M. Barry's The Great Influenza, the title of the book, which told the chilling tale of the mysterious plague that would, quote, kill more people than the outbreak of any other disease in human history. He said to her, "Um, you've got to read this. He said, look, This happens every 100 years. We need a national strategy. Thus was born the nation's most comprehensive pandemic plan, a playbook that included diagrams for a global early warning system, funding to develop new rapid vaccine technology, and a robust national stockpile of critical supplies such as face masks and ventilators, Townsend said. The effort was intense over the ensuing three years, including exercises where cabinet officials gamed out their responses but it was not sustained. Large swaths of the ambitious plan were either not fully realized or entirely shelved as other priorities and crises took hold. But the elements of that effort have formed the foundation for the national response to the coronavirus pandemic that's underway right now. Townsend said, despite politics, despite changes, when a crisis hits, you pull what you've got off the shelf and work from there. When Bush first told his aides he wanted to focus on the potential of a global pandemic, pandemic many of them harbored doubts townsend said my reaction was i'm buried i'm dealing with counterterrorism, hurricane season wildfires i'm like what he said to me it may not happen on our watch but the nation needs the plan over the ensuing months cabinet officials got behind the idea most of them had governed through september 11th terror attacks so events considered unlikely but highly impactful had a certain resonance so it goes on in more detail but isn't that interesting i like i just thought it was like it's crazy to me that this was something that like um that w um kind of had like a a level of like prescience about at least with regard to the book that he was reading um and like that some of what they put in place is actually somehow helping uh to the degree that it can you know okay but i wonder in terms of like the task force the pandemic task force that obama put in place and that was apparently dismantled like what's like i was i'm wondering like what's the kind of continuation of that and then like that's what what i was wondering too because it doesn't really speak it speaks to like you know like i mentioned it's like that Mm-hmm. Like for three years, they because it's 2005 for three years, like that's till 2008, basically to the end of his right. um, presidency. Like they worked on it and then like it kind of like petered out, but obviously like the end of a presidency, the end of your term or whatever. But um, then it didn't it didn't speak to at all, like how Obama, the Obama administration picked up on it or continued or, you know, like there was no reference one way or another in this article because I read it all the way through as to like, cause clearly like it wasn't just completely shelved or put aside like, or like, you know, like it, it was either like picked up and like continued or like picked up and like 
you know, revamped on some level. Because like, yeah, because I keep hearing that because the, the whole mention of you know the Obama like the pandemic thing is in reference to Trump and how like he dismantled the department or whatever. So right. I wanted to know like what's the like what was being done. I don't know. I don't know. I, that, that's going to require a little bit more research, but it seems like okay. there was like a level of like planning that started in the W administration mm-hmm. that was picked up by Obama um, at, you know, and to whatever level, like t- tweaked or like, you know, mm-hmm. either like, you know, whatever. And then I don't know, like, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, because like, this, this to me seems like such a nonpartisan thing. Like, this is just right. This is just government doing what it's actually supposed to be doing. Um, like, the, as far as I'm concerned, like the purpose of government is yeah. this sort of public health crisis intervention, you know, come in and like, you know, sweep in and right. assist. So um so i don't know it's kind of like when you put someone who doesn't have a background mm-hmm. in public service and who's a businessman i was like people always like oh well business people like they run their businesses so efficiently and blah blah, blah. i was like public service government and business are two different animals and i i don't necessarily want one person going into the other Mm-hmm. They have two very distinct goals, right? And it's you know it's one thing to yeah two very distinct goals, very different purposes, mm-hmm. and also you know it's not to say that like some of those skills can't carry over because I'm like I definitely think right. that they can, but yeah. that's that's but it's they carry over in a different application and in a different way, yeah. uh, for, you know because it's just two different courses, you know like the mm-hmm. goal the goal of a government and the goal of a of a, a business that's looking to like profit and profit. thrive. Or, that's it. Yeah, like, it's like this profit. <laughs> yeah. Like, profit, supply jobs, like you know, yeah. like you're doing, you know, like you're you're like a part of a yes. community. Like it's a whole yeah. thing. Like Very you're pr- you're needed. producing something that's like, you know, like yeah, like but, like everybody has like a set, but like that's very different than what a government does. So yeah, it's it's um mm. You know, it's just you know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, we're in our houses, so we are. Yeah, we are second home as a result. Well, um, so then um, USA Today keeps doing me this lovely favor of kind of consolidating, kind of like what's happened this week, kind of a thing. Um, oh, so I'm very grateful. Um, so this is out of you. This is you know by the editors of USA Today. It's kind of a compilation of all their weekend stories. Um, so out of um, England, two things. Uh, Prime Prime Minister uh, Johnson has been admitted, Boris Johnson has been hospitalized because he still has Mm -hmm. COVID-19 symptoms, including a fever. It's been 10 days since his testing positive. Um, A 10 Downing Street spokesperson called the move, quote, a precautionary step. Johnson's government has been accused of not reacting quickly enough to the coronavirus threat. The -hmm. prime minister ordered a nationwide lockdown March 23rd, at least a week later than fellow European countries like Italy, Spain, and France. So he's hospitalized and does seem like the kind of general consensus is that they're, it's, they're kind of underplaying how sick he is. Um, But he's obviously very sick. If he's being hospitalized, like that's not a small thing. No, for the prime minister to go to the hospital, right, 
that's <laughs> right right so i just you know i don't understand to me again global pandemic i don't understand all the efforts to downplay like when really we should be emphasizing how how bad it is they're trying <laughs> like, not to i guess inspire panic but again when i hear that um the heir apparent has it or that mm-hmm. the prime minister is in the hospital like that's just not a common thing you hear Mm-mm. so yeah. um yeah you don't hear about you know leaders like being in the hospital like that's kind of like the last yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's been several like him. He's hospitalized. The heads, uh, one of the heads of state in Iran as well as in Spain um, have also been um, hospitalized um, and, you know, sick with the virus. So, um, and then also, you know, we mentioned a few episodes ago, Prince Charles um, has been isolated. Um, and um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's striking on ver- very many levels, both you know, um, all all levels of, like, the stratosphere, classes, right. etc. And we don't want to, like, go the way of the Philippines, but I think we need to be a little, yeah. Do you know, you saw, you heard what they're doing, right? The president. What is the Philippines doing? The president says if they, he's putting people, you know, basically telling people to stay at home. Mm-hmm. So he's like, if you defy this order, we will, you will be shot. Oh, okay. Well, that's uh, yeah. extreme. Yeah, like <laughs> we don't want to be on that extreme. But I was like, "What?" <laughs> like we don't want you to die. So, but if you don't do what we say, we we'll kill, kill you. you. <laughs> I was like, no, oh, let's not do that. <laughs> I, like I mean, that China kind of got that in the atmosphere without saying it outright well <laughs> china that's that's how china rolls yeah 24 7 so let's just be clear the chinese don't need it said it's understood come on now stop like <laughs> yeah okay that's wild so um in the meantime also in britain um, Queen Elizabeth addresses the coronavirus mm-hmm. crisis in a rare speech. Now, um, as we, or as you may or may not know, um, Queen Elizabeth rarely makes um, public speeches, with the exception of her Christmas speech yes. every year, her Christmas address. Um, but amid shutdowns due to the coronavirus spreading across Britain and the world, Queen Elizabeth gave a historic and rare address and, um, today, Sunday. The 93-year-old Queen acknowledge the challenges brought by the COVID-19 crisis in hopes to offer hope to the country. She says, we will succeed and that success will belong to every one of us. Aside from her annual Christmas speeches, this was only her fourth address since her reign began in 1952. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's only come out to make like these large public addresses um, four other times. One of them was um, right after, right before Diana's uh, Princess Diana's funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was during um, World War II, um, uh, and then um, I'm trying to remember. That, uh, I just read an article that listed all the times, but it's basically like a giant things thing. have happened. Yeah. Like, that <laughs> so the main... thing she was kind of like forced to do. Like she wasn't going to say. It. I don't think no. people. It was such an uproar that she like, like yeah. Oh, okay. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, darn it. 
she wasn't feeling it. No. no. Um, so, um, so yeah, so that's another, um, that's another thing that's, that's going on in Britain. So, um, and, you know, and, you know, and apparently like they're having a lot of trouble um, getting the public to comply too. So she very much in her speech um, said like, you know, like kind of, she was basically rallying the country to participate and cooperate with the social distancing and all of that. And, you know, saying and comparing it to the world war two war efforts of like putting down whatever, you know, like the whole idea that, um, you know, children were sent off, you know, during the world war to like separated from their parents so that um, they could be safer or whatever, um, like out of the city. And so um, she compared it to that and basically was saying, you know, like this is, this this is exactly the same effort in terms of, you know, we have to do the thing that's hard, but that we know is right. And so it's just been so long, especially in our countries. We're not, very much affected by mm-hmm. like, this kind of everyday sense of danger or tragedy and so people are just not taking it serious um, you know they're just not like they had pictures the other day because our, go- our governor is so freaking stupid he um oh yeah y'all in Georgia that's why I'm like if I wait no him and it's not just Georgia <laughs> It's like him, like because all the all the cities and major like counties have mm-hmm. already implemented things. They've been waiting on him. He hasn't done it. They're like, oh hell, we just gonna have to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Finally, put something in that went in effect midnight on Friday, I think. And, mm-hmm. Um, but then like the next day, he reopened the beaches. The spring breaks next week. So and I'm like, but everybody's out. Are you serious? He's reopened the beaches. And so, no. Tybee Island, which, you know, like one of my little favorite, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. all of you know, the, he reopened them. So the mayor of Tybee Island was like, um, excuse me, no. No. Um, you are putting our citizens, our, you know, like, you know, potential people who come to visit, our workers in danger. They had like closed the beaches. And they're like, we're still keeping the parking lots closed. We're still like, we're just keeping them closed. Like, we don't care what you say. And so they are like, right, basically right. going head to head with the governor. They're like, no, because whatever he says is supposed to supersede any, you know, local, you know, of course. ordinance, right? And so they're like, no, girl, we're not. Sorry, 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 bro. Yeah. So, no. Um. Yeah. So it's been a thing. Like, again, this red state thing. So. Um, yeah, and, like, even, like, someone posted, like, a couple of days ago, so we have, like, all these walking trails around the city called the Beltline Walking Cycling Trail, mm-hmm. and so they haven't closed down the Beltline, and so people are like, oh, my God, because, you know, it's very much a social thing, people riding your, like, mm-hmm. riding your bike, like, fine, keep, keep on riding, but there are people, like, you know, casually walking, stopping to talk to people, and they're like, no, 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 Mm-mm. stop it. So yeah, so girl, yeah, this governor of mine. Oh my gosh, yeah, that is yeah. So yeah, people are not taking it as seriously as they should, and it, and and I mean again, of course it's hard. Like this is not like this is not supposed to be an easy thing. Unnatural. Um, huh? It's unnatural. I'm an introvert, but I yeah, can't go places. 
Right. Like, it is very strange. Like, I mean, I've like, and I've said, like, I come, so like, you know, since I do have to report to work Monday through Friday, um, but, you know, like, I don't do anything else on the weekend now. So like, I come home and I've basically been, you know, my routine has become Friday after work, I stop at the store, I, you know, and like, again, my favorite Trader Joe's, which I can't say enough about, they're doing all the right things um, and keeping people safe. So it did. And th- and now they've actually cracked down even further on their uh, social distancing regulations. So this trip took a lot longer than the last one because the line was longer mm-hmm. and, you know, they're letting less people in at a time and they're running fewer um, registers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think that's actually what's taking the longest is that they're running fewer registers. Yeah. Um, they're, they're down by half because you know how Trader Joe's are set up to where you're back to back with the person who's mm-hmm. checking out behind yeah, you. They need so, so they yeah, so they because of that, that means you know they have to cut it down in half because they can only have every other register open, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I stop at the store, I get all the things that I'm gonna need for the weekend and even into the week so that I have everything. And then I come home Friday afternoon and that's it. Like I don't get back in my car <laughs> until Monday morning when I go to work, which is like crazy, right? Like that's just not what I normally would do. You know, and whatever, like, you know, like I have. So when uh, my projects that I have going at the house run out, I'm sure I'm going to have to, like, start twiddling my thumbs at home, <laughs> like <laughs> figuring what else to do over the weekend. But, you know, like, that's I mean, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, yes, it's difficult. And I'd rather be able to go have brunch, you know, and meet up with friends for drinks or go to the movies, like all the things that we can't do right now. Um, We've already thinking about what restaurants we want to go to when this is off. (laughs) And I was like, I am getting an appetizer, two drinks and, you know, my entree and dessert. I mean, it's going to be a big freaking deal. when this. Yeah, it's going to be a big deal. And it's, you know, so, I mean, we have a lot to look forward to once it's all over and we slowly wean off of our social distancing rules and get back to a regular scheduled programming. Um, And in the meantime, it's going to be difficult. And that's, you know, but it is what it is. Like people are dying and I can't (laughs) emphasize that enough, you know, and thankfully like LA and even, you know, where you are, Atlanta and Georgia are not New York. New York is, um, seeing just the absolute worst of this in our country. Um, the pictures of people on the subway, it just like, <sighs> yeah, it's yeah. so hard hit. Um, and you know, from what they're looking at, one of the other headlines is that, you know, we're, we're, uh, they're warning that the hotspots, um, in, in our country will see a spike in deaths over the next six to seven days. So the hope in that, the only hope in that is that this spike will represent the actual peak or the at least the approaching of the peak or, you know, getting close to that so that we can actually start seeing ourselves on the other side, right. um, you know, of, of this whole thing. So, um, but until then, until we are really like on that downward slope as a nation in terms of both infected people and deaths as a result of those who've been infected, um, until we're on that downward slide and, and really see ourselves on the other part of that curve, um, 
this is what we have to do in order to help. Like, this is the one thing we can do. So um, other uh, news. Um, so, and just related to that, there's uh, obviously everyone's aware now, the CDC is recommending everyone to wear basic cloth masks, um, which is a reversal of their earlier guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, so just when you're out in public. So if you haven't already started that uh, process, um, there's a million I feel like just a ton of like videos online of like how to make yourself a homemade mask with like a scarf, a ban- you know, bandana with like just, ran- you know, like shop claws and like all sorts of things. So, yeah. So that's what we're doing. Like Vanessa ordered some from Etsy. Nice. Uh, but of course they won't be here until probably a couple of weeks, but you know, we've done the fashioned, cloth ones we've went and got the shop towels to use as a filter mm-hmm. um, good yeah mm-hmm. good 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 and then um the other interesting story that's um, related to this is have you heard about this couple that's stranded in the maldives <laughs> they can't get home the south african couple oh no but what a horrible place <laughs> oh my heart goes out to them <laughs> As they suffer. <laughs> like, okay, I know it's serious. Like, you want to go home, but even paradise can seem like hell when you want to just go home. Right. Hey. That's the thing. It's like, and that's what I like. I won't read the whole article, but it's out of the New York Times. And it says they were the last couple in paradise paradise now the resort life continues. So this couple that's on their honeymoon, they're from South Africa. Um, you know, they're basically like reassured before they left that like think like that because things were just starting they were married right in um the second week of uh march and so their honeymoon was scheduled um you know for like march 22nd so things were sort of like beginning but nothing was really happening yet in terms of like you know travel shutdowns and all that sort mm-hmm. of thing so they're um basically they're <laughs> they need a you know a travel agent who was more realistic or but like he basically was like, no, it should be, f- yeah, it should be fine. And even if anything happens, we'll be able to get you back. Well, no, I hope they got travel insurance. You know, I, I. It sounds like I mean they're literally the only couple, like they're the only two people at this resort. Like lots of other people were able to get out, but they're one. They're in the Maldives, which is such a like remote, remote island to get to, and they're from South africa which is hard to get to as well like they're just from two different Mm -hmm. like places that are not like easy to get back and forth from and so the way that the shutdown happened and the timing of it and how many flights that they would have to catch to even once they found out like it was just too late like they couldn't get a flight out that would get them to the place the connection that they needed to get back to south africa before south africa closed down their final um, incoming flights from uh, um, other international countries so um, so they're stuck they're just you know and then so like the, the resort is giving them like a dramatically like discounted rate but like still like you know even if you're like you know if you're expecting to pay like whatever uh, amount per night and it goes down to like a hundred dollars per night or something which is great for like this beautiful resort or whatever but like if you didn't plan on it and it's like kind of indefinite. <laughs> it's just, you know, so um, so the last little news flash was that today the, they were given an hour's notice by the embassy communicating via WhatsApp to pack their bags 
After saying their goodbyes and thank yous, they were taken by speedboat to another five-star resort where South Africans in the Maldives, so I guess there's a bunch of South Africans out there, about two dozen in all, are being consolidated. The local government told them it would subsidize, subsidize a large portion of the cost of their stay. But their return home date, still unknown. As for the original hotel staff, they have been told they must remain for two weeks after the guest departure. According to the hotel management, they have been and are still being paid. So um, that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. That is insane. Isn't that insane? Like, there's, and it, like the wife um, at one point was just kind of like, listen, everyone says, like, you know, like, what, you know, what do you like kind of jokes about, like, wanting to get stuck on like a beautiful tropical island or whatever. And that's great. But it's only great when you know that you have the option to leave. Like, <laughs> With anything. Like, yeah. yeah. It's only great as long as you want to be there. Right. And you're happy and you're spending the amount of money that you want to spend. Mm-hmm. So, and totally unrelated. Huh? Everybody wants to go be at home. Everybody wants to be at home at some point. And, you know, too, yeah. there is such thing as too much of a good thing. Um, so yeah, I said many, many times. Yeah. Um, totally unrelated news really fast. My last story, um, off of ESPN.com. Um, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett lead the star-studded basketball hall of fame class for 2020. Um, Mm. so there's all, it says all eight finalists, finalists led by the late Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett were selected Saturday for enshrinement and will be inducted August 29th in Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, Bryant, Duncan, and Garnett will be joined by 10-time WNBA All-Star Tamika Catchings of the Indiana Fever, Coach Kim Mulkey of three-time women's NCAA champion Baylor, five-time Division II Coach of the Year Barbara Stevens of Bentley University, four-time NCAA Coach of the Year Eddie Sutton, and former Houston Rockets coach Rudy Tomjanovich, a two-time title winner. In addition to the finalists, longtime FIBA executive Patrick Bauman was selected as an inductee, inductee bringing the class of 2020 to nine. Um, so obviously this is a big deal. We, they talked about, um, you know, they there was like foreshadowing of this, um, right after Kobe Bryant's death, uh, earlier this year. And, um, today they interviewed, um, Bryant's wife, Vanessa, who told ESPN, it's definitely the peak of his NBA career and every accomplishment that he had as an athlete was a stepping stone to be here. Uh, so, uh, bittersweet, right? Like this is all, um, obviously this is something that, uh, is a culmination of everything that he ever did in the NBA. Um, and, um, and he's alongside, um, a group of people that were very much like his contemporaries as well. So, um, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett. It was good to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's the other big like headline thing that was um, not directly uh, coronavirus related. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's that's all I've got for newsworthy. I feel that you covered it all. Good job. Thank you. You're welcome. So, viral box. Um, so, I saw a meme pic going around today, and it just reminded me of. 
all of the measures that um, our fellow citizens are um, doing while they're going out in public. Um, I saw a young, uh, no, he was a young woman, a lady who was wearing a party hat over her mouth and nose. <laughs> um, that was hilarious. Oh. Uh, you know, people wearing plastic bags. I was like, okay, you're going to suffocate. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. And just all manner of crazy things. A friend sent us a picture of someone in a grocery store in Atlanta wearing a full-on hazmat suit. Not, see, do you, you? she sent it to us. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. And the thing is, like, it's just so funny to me because it's like you have the people who are completely, like, the two extremes, right? Like, the people who are still, like, having people over at their house or going out in groups or whatever. And then these people who are like, okay, it's not like, <laughs> you don't actually need a hazmat suit on. Like, I, I, I get the sentiment, but that's not, it's not that either. Right. So, but my <clears throat> picture, like I said, going around is of a lady standing in line. She has her mask on, her hair's all tied up, and she is fully covered, like coat, you know, nothing, no skin showing at all. But the thing is, she has a sign on her back that says, I'm sorry, there are little curse words. I'm going bleep. Please back the F up. Six feet or more. If not, I'll pepper spray the blank out of you. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, yeah, I was like, um, wow. <laughs> I mean, I feel you because I have never wanted to curse out so many people in my life as being in a <laughs> because people don't, they put a sign in the door telling you to social distance. Um, people are a lot of people are being very conscious about it, but then some people don't care. I'm in an aisle, I'm like, picking up some mustard mm-hmm. and I turn around and literally elbow a woman. I'm like, why are you that close to me that when I turn around, I elbow you? Right. And so I gave her this look like what is it? Her out um, with my eyes, but you know, still being a good Christian woman. <laughs> oh. I don't know about that. Hey! Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yes, so please, please, please back up for me. <laughs> back up. And again, like after this is all over, still continue to stay six feet away. Um, yeah, I'm like I'm really good with the six foot rule, and it's just you know, it's it is it's yeah. Let's just keep that rolling because we don't. There's really no reason for you to be closer. To there's me. no reason for you to be close to me. Get away from me. Stop it. Ew. So. Uh, so wait, tell me everything. I mean, like, there's a bunch of stuff now that's going on mm-hmm. that I just don't care about. Like, one of the stories that's been around for the past few days, uh, Yaya May- Mayweather, who is Floyd Mayweather's daughter, okay, was arrested for stabbing one of NBA Young Boy's baby mamas. That's her um, um, man. So apparently there was a whole out like like the details I don't really care like I don't I don't know much about the story I know like her her um lace front wig was looking real messy <laughs> um, to the point where her hairdresser was like don't play with me and showed a picture of what it looked like when she left uh-uh. like uh, don't be talking about my work it looked cute when she left 
I don't um, know what she did after she left here. Yeah, she stabbed somebody, so apparently there's <laughs> something going on. They didn't have nothing to do with my, my skills. Oh, so, no. um, apparently she went to NBA Youngboy is a rapper. She went to his that she's with. She went to his house and found the baby mama there, told the baby mama to leave. Apparently the baby mama was like, no, you leave. And they oh, got no. The baby mama ran into the kitchen. They said there was some hair pulling, and I was like, "That will explain the hair." Um, mm-hmm. She um, grabbed the knife, and I think stabbed her twice. So yeah, so thankfully your daddy has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think she's out on bail already. Wow! And I was like, "For stabbing somebody?" Yeah, that's not uh, good. Yeah. So um, yeah. So that's. That's that's gonna be a thing. So hmm. crazy. I'm sorry. I don't. There's not that much love in the world. Um, yeah. Like, why are we, ladies? Just you know, if he still wants her, then just you know, move on. Like, there's just not. It's there's nothing that deep. Because are they like they're not even married, right? Like they're just like together. He called her his wife, but no, they that's ain't not married. okay. That but that doesn't make that doesn't yeah. make her his that's, wife. Yeah. Again, PSA. Just because he call you whatever, that doesn't make you that. Like there's there's actual there's a ceremony and documentation. There's some papers, paperwork that goes with that. Yeah. So unless all that has happened, he could call you whatever you want. Yeah. So no. No. Uh, Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, and still the online entertainment. Like my Sunday night plans were canceled. That's why we're doing this at this time because um I was I mean like I was getting ready. I was gonna have an outfit on. Were you gonna have an outfit on? <laughs> I don't think you were gonna have an outfit on. I will have my wine. I was ready. Okay, I believe that. The baby face versus Teddy Riley uh face off tonight. So this, how was this going to be a IG thing or how is this happening? Yeah, it's going to be an IG thing and there it's like 20 songs and they play kind of back to back and then people vote for who had the best catalog. Uh, so Little John did one and there's like people who I think it was a Trey songs and somebody did one. So like different people have been doing them and it's like fun. Okay. And so I, that this was literally, literally the only one I was looking forward to and I was like I give Babyface a slight edge on this one, even though I love both of their catalogs. Like, good job, guys. Very good. Um, so that's postponed. Timbaland, I think, is kind of spearheading all this. And so, okay. um, tell us a new date. And I don't think he has yet. Um, and also, another blast from the past Death Comedy Jam is coming back tonight. Wow. On Facebook Live. <laughs> um, yeah. And so a bunch of the classics will be on there tonight. So that's going to be interesting. Oh, very uh, interesting. Whole like slew of people. So I was like, okay. Um, I will say this yeah. pandemic has been very good for just at home entertainment. Be- like these artists and entertainers are coming out of the woodwork with all sorts of opportunities to watch some good, good artistry. Mm-hmm. Foresaw the resurrection of D Nice. I mean, nobody, but he came through. Yes. yes. <laughs> and keeps coming through. Yes. So I was like, I didn't, you know, wasn't expecting you, but thank you for coming through.
Yeah. So, yeah, there have been like all kind of things. Like I think the Backstreet Boys unite reunited and they did um like a little mini concert. They're all in different places. Um yeah, so it's been real cute. It's real been real cute, especially for us nineties people. Mm-hmm. It's a cute look for us. Uh, like which goes which speaks to the whole like Gen X thing, right? Because I think I sent yeah. you that article and there's been a couple articles about how Gen X is handling this better than anybody. Um, in terms of like the generations, like how the boomers are like the boomers and the millennials are like pushing back and rebelling and whatever, and the Gen X is kind of like cool we know how to do this <laughs> right we were like I wasn't a latchkey kid but I'm like I'm an only child and I'm like I, we know how to entertain ourselves yes so, exactly me like yeah. I wasn't a lot I wanted to be a latchkey kid because I oh wish my, my parents would go somewhere yes <laughs> why y'all always gotta be here when I'm here you guys are always here my mom was a stay-at-home mom and my dad worked from home so literally I could not get rid of my parents. <laughs> Why every time I'm here, you're here too. They are all. They were always there. They were always there. And, That's hilarious. Yeah. But um. But I sure enough was I and you know. But I was home by myself because my, again my siblings are like nine and ten years older than me. So they were you know when I was in grade school they were they were well on doing their own thing you know so. Um, so yeah, I was very good at entertaining myself and being at home and figuring out how to like make do because my parents were definitely not letting me go anywhere. So, uh, they were super overprotective. Um, so yeah, so I'm like that. I mean, maybe that's the other thing, you know, I'm just kind of like, I don't see why people are so challenged about this stay home thing. And if I have one more person like complain on Facebook, like, oh, uh, you know, I'm home with like whatever. I'm like, do you know what I would give to be home with my dog and my cat? Just like with nothing but like time. I'm like, that sounds lovely. Like, you know, so for those of us who are like are working and like, you know, the stuff in particular with my job that I'm dealing with right now, like I'm like, mm-hmm. please don't complain to me about <laughs> about being at home. <laughs> like, yeah, like one of my other favorite memes was, oh, now extroverts want to know what introverts do for fun. Right. <laughs> Like, uh, lots of things. Because, like, 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 literally, I, again, like, I'm in a profession where there's just a lot of extroverts. Mm-hmm. And they are just having a really rough time. Like, they are really having mm-hmm. a rough time. And I just, like, and like I said, I self-isolated before they told us to. Like, a week, good week before they told us to. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, shut down. Like, pre- we shut down pretty much everything. And I'm like, they're like, they get, I'm crazy. And I was like, mm, no, I'm good. I'm like, actually not even going to be in Atlanta. So deuces. Like, mm-hmm. when this is all over. So, um, yeah, like, the thing is, people who are just like straight up challenged, they just don't know what to do with themselves. And I was like, but you got a family. You yeah. Books. I was like, Thank God this is happening now where you have like the internet and you have so many things to do. All these streaming services. Yeah, uh, I'm like, we are in a first world country. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. so if you're bored at home, that is like such a first world problem because there's, there's literally the infrastructure. Like, yeah, the infrastructure the is completely is intact. Is still right. working. Like, we're good over here. Like I said, like, we had a little, you might. You know, Andre is very good with the editing, but you might see a little glitch when she's talking about Trader Joe's because 
there are five people in this house and every single person is on a device and all the tele- the smart TVs are on. So they're like three, maybe three t- three or four TVs on. So Oh my gosh, yeah. So you're, yeah, the Wi-Fi is stretched. So I had to get off of wi- Wi-Fi. So yeah, I was just like, oh my God, like, yeah, such first world problems. So yeah, girl. It's, yeah. yeah. All crazy. Totally crazy. So, um, so yeah. So the um, the the I think that it's a very generational thing. Like who's having trouble with what? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and last but not least, to get off of all the like crazy stuff, mm-hmm. but rest in peace to Bill Withers. Legend, legend, phenomenal voice and songwriter, three-time yes. winner, um, hits. Like I just had to play like "Lovely Day" because I was like, in terms of like everything that's going on, it's been like such a nice little cheery song. Um, just the you know, "Lean on Me," "Ain't No Sunshine," uh, which is a good, great song. Such Grandma, a great song. Like just. The catalog, just amazing voice. Yeah, um, lost the legend. Definitely lost the legend. Um, so sad. Um, yeah, there's a there's a really cute. I posted it on my Facebook page. Like the really cute, like uh, this family does like a whole little like family. Like <laughs> they look clearly like quarantine, but they do like a whole little like family video to lovely day. Um, oh. It's um this like this um interracial couple and their kids like I I don't know who he is but like he has a public page and um it was super cute though like he's just like you know they're like singing this like they're kind of like singing along and like dancing and like going through the house and into their yard and it's really cute yeah and also I was like I don't want to be this um. Jazz patriarch Ellis Marcellus also passed away this week. This oh, week. I didn't know that. Uh, father, about four days old, four days old, April 1st, actually. Mm. Um, to Brantford and Winton Marcellus. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I believe he did pass away from complications from COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, it is, it's, it's hard to start hearing about people that, um, you're like connected to in some way. Um, one of my um, Pepperdine professors just died and it was due to, you know, complications from COVID-19. And I was like, oh, you know, like it was just one of those, like, you know, it's just this name that you know and someone that you had like kind of, you know, like a bit of history with or whatever. Um, and so I was like, oh, Dr. Wayne Strom. Um, and I saw that on the pa- um, on the the Facebook page for uh, uh, Pepperdine alumni, and I was like, "That's just you know, like." And there's a few other like just close connections that have come up over the last few days of people who are either very sick or have died. Um, so it's crazy. It's really a, a crazy, crazy disease. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So that's. Um... Pretty much my wait. Tell me everything. Going to let's get personal. Sure. Um, shall I start? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. So I have to piggyback on my let's get personal. Personal from last week. Had 
great success with my curly hair routine. It's Sakyat. Sakyat, thank you. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm like going to do it all over again this week and see how it goes. Like, I'm just kind of like refining it, the process or <laughs> down. Like, I just haven't had to do it in a really long time. And normally, even when, when I like when I like randomly wear my hair curly I just don't go through all the trouble like I just kind of like let it be however it's going to be you know but since this is kind of like going to be a regular thing for you know until this is all over I figure it's like I should kind of get it down so um so yeah so I'm very pleased and I love I'm going to endorse the product we don't get any money for this we don't get no money we don't get no money from nobody for this but for free because I really like their uh their uh satin lined caps their slaps um it's uh and i think i mentioned this company last week but i like it was before i'd actually received the product it's uh, a black owned uh, a female black owned company um called grace lea and they make these really cute satin lined caps that you can like where to sleep, but you could definitely like rock them out. Like they're like you could throw them on, you know, and just have like a really cute little beanie. Yeah, like they're like a slouchy cap, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're super cute. They come in a bunch of colors. They actually even have like turbans that tie like in a knot at the top, you know, like a pre-tied like turban situation, you know. Um, all satin lined so that you know you're protecting your hair, um, and if you have a protective hairstyle, it'll you know, help keep it moisturized and not break and all that sort of thing. So um, really, really cute, super affordable. They had, And then I, I got one at full price and then they sent me like a buy one, get one free. So I ordered another two because I was like, why not? You're giving me one free. I'll take another two, you know. Um, and I think they have like, I saw it on, hey, whenever you talk about something out, out loud, like it shows up on your Facebook feed. <laughs> yes. So uh, like randomly, we were talking about a pizza place. All of a sudden I see it after the pizza place. And then this place, I saw it. Um, they had a two for one special on Facebook too. So. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, um, if you go, if you look it up on Facebook, I think they're advertising their buy one, get one now. So um, really, really cute cute and very effective like they're really like nice like you know because satin there's different grades of satin Um, someone is knocking at my door who is uh, it oh no who's interrupting our recording who Ainsley what do you want little people sorry um so um yeah so you know there's different grades of satin (laughs) so this is like a nice like high quality like satin inside that's lining these caps like it's not you know it's not like Mm -hmm. cheap cheap polyester so um they're cute so anyway so that got that down uh at least i feel like i'm getting my little you know curl pattern definition on lock um i'm also very excited because today fedex finally delivered the first half of the container store order that i put in like two weeks ago Um, girl i was like that's the only thing about this is like things take so much longer to get to you um and um it's these baskets, these baskets that have lids that I ordered for the closet project. So I am now okay. sitting here looking at 
all the things that were on the floor are now boxed and on the shelf. And so I, I'm basically more than two thirds of the way done with this project. Oh uh, my God. It's like you're building the pyramids over there. I, it's, it's taking it's, so it's, long. It is taking so long. It is taking so long. The next Pharaoh will be raining before. Oh, oh my, my gosh. I swear. It's like the longest project ever. And I was thinking about that too and laughing at myself today. Cause I was like, I really thought that this was going to be like a, you know, three weekend and it has not been at all. Like it's just been painstaking. Um, And today, like I like, you know, so, but it's, you know, I really am like, once I post the results, I think people are just going to be like, Oh my God, (laughs) it is like night. The The before before and afters are like going to be epic. Um, So, but I really, you heard, you heard it here, here ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Epic. Epic. Um, Epic. So, and I told you a little bit about this yesterday, but like, you know, some of it was going through things that my dad saved, which I was like, that was right. killing me softly. And I got rid of a lot of stuff because yeah. he, let me tell you about my father. He was a hoarder, but also like really organized. So he would like hoard things, but like file them, file index it. them, like... <laughs> like adjudicate like an actual like location that was based on like three different you know markers you know (laughs) so like crazy right so he had given my mom had given me a bunch of things shortly after he died that was like here is a bunch of stuff that pertains to you that your dad was keeping and I was like Man, I'm not looking through this right now. So that's like one of the boxes was a bunch mm-hmm. of that stuff. And because I opened the box, I was like, what is this? And it ha- I had just put it away and like never looked at it, you know? So I had to go through it. And it was really, you know, hard because it was kind of like, okay, do I, do I, like he, was, like he literally kept like every card that I ever gave him, like every, like every mm. random thing that I ever like drew on a scrap of paper like I draw a picture of a cat and it was like filed away um so it was like like little random stuff like that to like my handprint from kindergarten or you know so it's like okay like I had to like really do some like emotional work of like what do I keep what you know like he like because there was my initial sentiment was like well he kept everything so as like, you know, if he kept it, then I should keep it. But I was like, no, okay. Like, that's not, that's not the rule. So no. like, let's like, let's like, you know, parse it out. So like, I kept some of my drawings that he kept and I kept like, you know, a few of the cards that uh, anything that he wrote to me, I kept, but like the things that I'd given to him, like I only kept like mm-hmm. a couple of those, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, so. And they just like weird things. I told you about this. Like there's like a bag of like my, like for my haircut. Yeah that I got like when I was apparently I got like my hair like chopped off at like 10 years old or something because there's a bag marks like uh the date on it is I forget what month but it's 1983 so I was like either nine nine or ten and um and it's when I was like what is in this bag and I open it and it's just like a long giant lock of my hair and I was like okay um hmm. <laughs> so like I went ahead and like bagged it up and like put it in the box of like all these things like there's one box that's like all grade school dad oriented you know um 
And then I'm like, I could always revisit it. Like right now, I just don't know what to do with this. And it's so odd. (laughs) You know, like I was like, "Um, okay. So, but when I tell you that he had every single report card from kindergarten through 12th grade, I was like, why? (laughs) Why am I looking at my like kindergarten report card where it's like it's still like it's hysterical like I did throw all that out but I went went ahead and went through it all one last time um and I was just cracking up because I was like really talk too much much. every single report card (laughs) beginning in kindergarten (laughs) all the way through like sixth grade and then in like seventh grade yeah I can relate seventh grade transition to um is it meeting her potential? <laughs> um, mm, so yeah. it's just so funny. I was just kind of like, it's it's just interesting. So, you know, I went back through them, but I was like, I'm not keeping every report card. Thank you, Dad, but I'm not keeping every report card. I'm not even keeping a report card. Like, I don't need to know how bad I was at math my entire life. Like, <laughs> like I get it. I'm good, you know. Um, or like how much I didn't apply myself in high school because like my high school grades are horrible. I was just like, oh my god, this is awful. This is embarrassing. I'm throwing this away. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah, tossed all that out. Like so, it's just it's been such a process. But it is. I am almost done. I went through files, my own files yesterday, and mm-hmm. I I am now down from four file drawers to two file drawers. I know I feel really really good because apparently like I mean and I had things that like that were filed away that like made sense to file away at the time but now I was sort of like okay I don't need this like I don't need all my LA Unified employment records like I don't I don't need that you know so I can throw all that away like you know so stuff like that like there was just a lot of extra stuff that needed to go so I have I put a whole trash bag of things to throw away and a giant, like one of those really big canvas tote bags filled to the brim with things that need to be shred because they have like, you know, personal info. So that's, that's pretty, I'm still working on the files and I think I still may get a new file cabinet that has like an extra drawer. Um, but we'll we'll see. Just like a like so that I can kind of even out the drawers and make them a little bit easier. Plus the file cabinet I have is like old and rickety and aluminum, you know. So I think I might get like a nicer, okay. sturdier three drawer cabinet. Um and um but I'm pretty much so I think I think by next weekend I'll be done because it's really just finish the files and then I'm gonna tackle the bulletin board project that I told you about and then I'll that'll be it. Mm-hmm. Okay, look at you, girl. Together. No <laughs> joke, it is drama up in here. But, um, you know, but like I said, I've been very busy and productive these last uh, yesterday and today. So, so that's it. That's that's me. There's nothing else going on. Like I said, I'm I come home Friday and, and I don't go anywhere. <laughs> so, what about you? Yeah, like pretty much the same. Um, I think I, I, don't, I can't remember, like the weeks are bleeding into each other. I can't remember if I just told you or we were just having a conversation, but the Zoom calls and mm. meetings and trainings are out of control. 
Um, to the point where um, one of my um, team leader wanted to add another one and ask for input, and I was no. like, "No." <laughs> I was like, again, "I was like again, I'm an introvert, and now these um, Zoom meetings are taking the place of in-person meetings. I'm exhausted mm-hmm. by the end of the day." And I was like, and I'm trying to stick to the schedule, but like one day, I think it was Monday, I was like, you know what? I can't today. Like, I'm going to do like, I have like, um, oh God, like I have like a morning huddle with my coaching. And then we have a, um, the actual, I have my individual, I, I did this to myself, mm-hmm. so I can kind of get it over with. I have individual coaching day an hour before our group coaching so I can get it all done like on Monday and now it's like too much so I'm doing like I do my individual coaching and like my group coaching all the same day so Monday I was like this is all that I can do like and then our office does like a morning motivation oh my word I'm tired I'm tired just hearing about it right I'm tired I didn't even do it even work and this isn't even the work. These uh, are just meetings. And so, and I was like, okay, I'm not doing anything else today. So once that thing ended at three o'clock, I was like, I'm done. And I'm waking up late mm-hmm. tomorrow because this is a whole lot. Only thing is when I wake up late and there's no breakfast, the little one gets on me. See, and that right there, breakfast. that right there, <laughs> You can't be little and have some kind of demands <laughs> about oh, when uh, when food's going to be ready or not. No. I said no. I said uh, everybody I like likes breakfast. breakfast. I yeah. like breakfast. Uh, not a cameo. <laughs> everybody likes breakfast. Yeah, she's like That's what right cereal is for. Me. No, she has now gotten used to Oh, she breakfast. gonna be butthurt when you leave. <laughs> There's cheese green. There's Dutch. Oh, I saw um, you made Dutch pancakes. pancakes. I was Dutch like, oh yeah, you pancakes. really spoiling them. You were spoiling them. Um, I made baked oatmeal the other day with like a brulee crust. Be careful. Um, yeah, I did some caramelized pineapple cream cheese like <laughs> croissants. Yeah, you are, I yeah. Am. They're going to be butthurt when you leave. So, yeah. So, there's, like, a lot of that going on. And, like, we cook together. So, like, the Dutch baby, they made. Mm-hmm. Like, I told them what to do. But they put it together. Okay. Uh, what to do. Um, we did jackfruit tacos yesterday. Those look good. Really good. They were so good. Um, and today we did plantain empanadas. We had <laughs> butt hurt. Because, yeah, yesterday the jackfruit tacos, I was like, she was like, is this dinner? The oldest one, is this dinner? I was like, no, this is actually pre-dinner because your dad, we have like a salmon that your dad's supposed wow. to cook tonight at some point. So then she's like, we usually don't have pre-dinner. I was like, no. Right. <laughs> That's not are. a thing. Lawless. <laughs> this is not a thing. That happens <laughs> really anywhere. 
no. So we made the empanadas. Look, it's just like a weird like schedule. Like we have breakfast and then like we may or may not do lunch. It just depends. And then today we did um the plantain empanadas because we I you know saw a recipe and I was like, what? Okay, alrighty, okay. Um, the plantain empanadas. And she's like, oh, let's make those. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And she's like, oh, I guess this is pre-dinner again. I was like, oh, uh-uh. Lord, let's not. Uh-uh. <laughs> so there's just a lot yeah, of there is. going on. And she mentioned creme brulee. She was like, do you know how to make creme brulee? I was like, I do. I'm like, now I feel like we're going to be making creme brulee next week. <sighs> we shall see. I don't, mm. I don't know about that one. So, yeah, but apparently everyone I know is making bread. Like, literally, if I hear of one more person talking about their sourdough starter. Oh, that's um... funny. But you know, my, my sister and them are obsessed with sourdough starter. I mean, but they've oh been obsessed. God. Like, it's not a pan, it's not pandemic related. Yeah. Like, uh, her um, third oldest, or I guess second youngest, however you want to count it, uh, he came home from minnesota with some sourdough starter i mean like over a year ago well over a year ago and um and they've been making so my sister is like so (laughs) this is what i love so my brother-in-law like couldn't find like you know like they went on a costco run like couldn't find everything Mm -hmm. that they like needed like got some of the stuff that they you know what he could or whatever some stuff was Mm -hmm. like you know Miss like not not on stock or whatever, but he bought her a fifty pound bag of flour, <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. nothing says love like a fifty pound bag of flour. Um, so yeah, so she's she's been home and baking away. Oh my god, I'm so like I don't even know like I'm scared of any yeast related thing. Like I don't cook with yeast. That's a thing. And someone told me today, like, she's like, stop being a chicken. Yeah, you've like, said this to me before, no. and I don't understand what, what that even means. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it, it's just weird to me. It creeps me out. And so, and the thing is, like, my dad baked hmm. and did all this stuff, and I was just like, nope. He could have taught me. I was like, no, thank you. And um, my friend was like, stop being a chicken. And I sent her a picture of me dressed as a chicken. Uh, my bitmoji mm-hmm. dressed as a chicken. And I was like, nope. And she was like, I was like, yeah, I try to do the recipes with the girl that are like semi, you know, easy. And they were like, okay, plantain, empanadas, and Dutch babies are. I was like, they are. They actually are. I was like, the big girl already knows how to make her own dough and stuff like that. So they are like, well, she might can do the bread thing. And I was like... Yeah, but I don't. So, (laughs) but apparently, someone told me like they were out of yeast at the store that they went to. Because I was like, yes, I was like, because everybody apparently is like, I am at home. I can now make my own bread, and there's no Mm -hmm. bread in the stores, so I make bread. So I think that's kind of like what started this. But like literally, every person, like basically every junior league person I know, like is that. First of all, making bread is super easy, and it's so good. Like it's so much better. Like so, like it's you know, like mm-hmm. buying bread is obviously like the convenient and easy thing, and it's you know, it's usually like you know, you can get fresh baked bread from the store, and that's fine. Um, but making your own bread is like a whole other world. Like it's like hot at the oven. It's the whole house smells good. Like it's unbelievably delicious. So yeah, like yeah, if you, but it takes time and it's not convenient. So. 
But then we have hot, like, because I actually thought about, because we go through tortillas like crazy, because I like a lot of Mexican food, mm-hmm. and I like tacos, like, all the time, or quesadillas, so, or, like, even, you know, I make huevos rancheros, whatever, like, their tortillas mm-hmm. being used. And so I was like, you know what? I should just make tortillas. Like, I should just buy some masa. We have everything else here to make tortillas. So I was like, I may make tortillas, but... I don't know. Like, depends on what day we get on this before I make bread. We'll see. But yeah, so although the girls might be interested in it, but yeah, we'll see. But yeah, we've been making all manner of things and also my other favorite thing that we've been doing, of course, is binge watching. Still kind of binge watching Psych and but we discovered a show like I Mm. saw the show Oh, I've been watching Top Chef again. <laughs> Jesus. And because um, Sling TV is doing a free trial mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks, and I just signed up for that. And that all started because I want I mentioned Blades of Glory. Okay. And have you ever seen this stupid It's movie? Will Ferrell, so right? Stupid. Yes. Yeah. You know how I love Will Ferrell. So it's so silly. So I was like, who's streaming that? We have to watch that right now. And they were the only one. So that's kind of what started it. But then I discovered, oh, they have Top Chef on this. Like Yay, recent Top Chef? Up. And it's like, all yes, this season that just started, the all-star season with the Voltaggio, um, oh. Brian, Leanne is on there, um, Lisa, who, what was that? Um, I don't like her still. Like, she's so annoying. Um, and just like a bunch of your Lisa, like a bunch of not Lisa, um, oh god, the guy, the lady, the girl who used to work for um Eric Repair. I can't think of her name right now. But like just a bunch of like what is wrong with you? Stop it. Just a bunch of like fan favorites and people who did okay. not win. So very excited about it. It's really good. And um the other show that's actually on Amazon that we've been watching. It's so good. Is Making the Cut. Have you been watching that? It's on Amazon? Making the Cut. Yes. Um, Tim Gunn. Oh, you know, I saw the billboard for it because it's right at my off-ramp. So I, like, kind of made a mental note Mm -hmm. about it, but uh, then I, you know, of course, I always forget. So is it what's, it's on Amazon. Tell me more. Okay, so it's Project Runway really better. Yes, yeah, so it's produced okay. by Heidi and Tim, and so they have designers from all mm-hmm. over the world. And the first they introduce them, they immediately take them to Paris. Oh wow! First show, they're in Paris. They do a runway, two looks. One they have to do do two looks pretty much for every challenge. One has to be um, like kind of couture, not necessarily couture, but like mm. kind of conceptual, more avant-garde. And the other one has to be um, more um, approachable that they can okay. sell. And so they have an Amazon store, so you know, um, attached. So when, whoever wins, their approachable look gets sold on Amazon. Interesting. Yeah. So. First of all, like I said, the designers are okay. like, amazing. Like they, the budget. The, first of all, the winning, the the winnings is like you get mentored, um, like with like I think a 
like in every element of like the design world like for you to help with your business you get like multiple mentors and then a million dollars dang right so like you can straight up start, yeah you like, yeah you do you can start a whole lot of <laughs> yeah you can start a whole something yeah, so it's like amazing. So it's I was like, hey man, I was like, oh they fight in the Paris. Oh, this production is like what? So yeah, so they first so and then they do their first um runway show at the Eiffel Tower. And so I think they do another one like at the Louvre. And so the judges are um gosh, what is his name? Like kind of he's like a mix of I'm just gonna sound really <laughs> horrible uh, a fashion designer he's french but he looks he's like mixed so he looks more you know asian i'm sorry asian features are very mm-hmm. jeans are very strong so he looks asian um so he is Derek lamb i don't want to say it's Derek lamb but I, I can't remember um he's one of the judges then there's um Derek lamb i can't remember anyway I, i'm gonna kill myself because like try to do it. Nicole Richie, who is my spirit mm. animal, love her. Naomi oh, wow. Campbell and Kareen. Gosh, the, she was the editor of um. I can never remember how to pronounce her last name, but she was the basically the editor for many many years of okay. French Vogue. Wow, the judges, so great judges. Yeah, and is there and, a like, runway show? The designer. Oh. Yes, like I said, like the first one was at um on the at the, oh, at at the, the Eiffel Tower. Tower. Okay. So they do a runway shower, uh, a runway show every um episode, and this is the best part. They get I think they they give them pretty much two days to work mm-hmm. on the challenges, and the thing that makes it they're like this is not a sewing competition. They give them oh makes so much more sense. Hmm. They're like now they have to tell them what right. to do. And like so they have to do some of the sewing, like some of the pattern sure. making or whatever. But like they don't have to be up all night working okay. on the sewing. They have seamstresses come in overnight or whatever oh. and do all the sewing. If they give them proper okay. instructions okay. and tell them what to do and have the pieces together. So I was like, Oh my god. That's amazing. No, it makes amazing. so much more sense too, because it's like they have to have an understanding about how the how design works. But they don't have to have to the like actual mm-hmm. skill of like sewing, because that's what someone's the per- people say. They're like, there's so many people who have like a lot of these people have stores mm-hmm. have lines already. And one lady was like, "Oh my god, I just love her aesthetic. It's like her jewelry just like drives me. Oh, I love it. All the hardware." But she's like, "I haven't sewn. I've had to sew for like 15 years. So like, <laughs> she's like I don't really sew. But she's like, I know how." And there was one chick on there from she wasn't from LA, but she she's from the South. And she didn't know how to sew at all. Like she couldn't even like I could I knew more about sewing than she did, which I was like, This is scary that you've had like fashion shows and everything. She didn't even know how to like lay fabric down or to like that she needed to pin the fabric, the pattern to the fabric. I was like, girl, like I need you to have like if you're, it's, it's, I told, I was like, it's like being a, I was like, she just has money. She's, you know, has like design. She has mm-hmm. somebody else like make her pattern, make everything, mm-hmm. you know, happen and create what she wants. I was like, it's like, you know, a principal who's mm-hmm. never been a teacher. That's before. exactly what it is. And I was like, you know, yeah, I was like, you need to know what you're asking like, people to do. The, 
Yes, you need to know what you're asking people to do because you need to know how to like. She's like she didn't even know how to tell people how to do stuff. I was like, yes, you need to like. That's a part of it. Like when you're designing something, you need to like. Is this possible? Like you have to think through like how can I make this happen? And like she had none of that. Oh my gosh, she just drove me. I I was like, get her off the show. She's terrible. Uh, she well, you know, and I, that's but see, that's yeah. that, and I think even on Project Runway, that's always what got people. You know, like people like that typically don't last that long because if you don't have that that deeper understanding, like you're just not going to be as successful. Right. So I was like, yeah, you don't have to be like a sewer like Christian Siriano, like someone who just got mm-hmm. out of design school. And so like those are super sharp with like, you know, that sort of thing. But you need to know like the basics mm-hmm. of like how to sew and how to put things together. And so like she presented to that illustrious group of judges like fabric, ugly fabric at that. That she just wrapped around the model and no. together. Yeah. So mm. I was like, okay. So it's. I think we're on episode four. Okay. I think the episode comes out. I think the episodes come out on Friday. So good. Oh, fun! I'm gonna add it to my it's, list. It's a better. It's better than up. It's up. Uptake Project Runway. There's another show coming on. I was like, Ainsley don't remember the name of that show. Um, that we were watching that has Tan from Queer Eye and some other lady. And um, Big Girl was like, um, this is not well, as good as Project Runway. I was like, yeah, no, this is a step <laughs> down. I was like, this is terrible. I was like, they're picking the wrong people. Like, someone had like this amazing, I need to, I can't remember the name of it. It's on Netflix. It's a show, on, a fashion uh-huh. show on Netflix. And, and is it called Make It Work? Oh, or I think like I that. know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Indian guy with the pompadour and some like girl with dark hair. And they're working in teams, which is interesting. And they have like a stylist and like a designer who will come and judge or whatever. And like literally, I was like, y'all pick the wrong outfit every time. They had a suit challenge. This team put together some guys from LA. Well, no, different ones. This suit. I've never seen anything like it. It was so beautiful and just so different, but like tailored. The fabric was great. It was just like very neat and like new. And they, the winner that they picked was like a, a brown suit with like maybe wide mm-hmm. leg pants and an ill fitted like, like, 80s like blazer, mm. which I was like, this was like the whole outfit is tan. First of all, like it's it's. I was like, we've all seen this. We've been seeing this for like a hundred years. Like this doesn't this. There's nothing new or mm-hmm. exciting about this. It's crazy. And so the way that they and there's some big controversy. I kind of walked mm-hmm. out to come in here about there's like two like African American women designers and basically saying like y'all are tripping um you know like talking about how african-american because like they'll do something that's really neat and they will poo-poo everything that they do and like their suit was so cute and i was like yeah we just don't get it and i was like what mm-hmm. don't you get like it's right cute you know they incorporated like some you know like african one is from i think 
Zimbabwe and she put some you know like kind of like an African print and it was just very nicely done and they just like trashed it and I was like I don't Mm. know so they're like you know basically they're like you know like everywhere else like a lot of African American designers like people kind of steal or copy like the things that we do and tweak it a little bit borrow from us get inspiration from us but when we do our things like they're looked down upon and she's like uh, you know mm. so yeah so it was interesting. I gotta go back and watch that part because that's the only interesting part of the show the rest I was like wow yeah so don't watch that don't one watch but that watch, one. watch Making watch the Cut on Amazon Make there you the go amazing they just went their next four episode I guess we're gonna be in Tokyo oh cool yeah so I was like oh they got some budget yeah they got some serious budget cool Mm -hmm. yeah so definitely watch that very good so yeah so that is about it let's see Yep, so as you can hear, the man in the house. Okay, lights out. out. <laughs> it's time for us to get off the phone. <laughs> oh, my okay. goodness. Well, I mean, I do feel like we have covered everything. We have. So I just know that it's going to get really loud in here. It's, it's bedtime. bedtime. It's lights out. You yeah. at home, wherever you are listening to it, yeah. time to go to bed. <laughs> I to go to bed. Good night, guys. Good night. Go Sleep tight. Yeah. Starts in the morning. Yeah, they got to go back. They had spring oh, break. There week, you go. So school's back in the morning. They got to be up at eight o'clock in the morning. It. So to go to kitchen classroom. <laughs> so yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in, listening audience. Stay safe. Stay home. Yes. Yes. Stay at home. Bye. Bye. Wait Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait tell me everything at gmail.com. <laughs>